0: This is something that's near and dear to my heart. I think we all can agree that we love the the Rocky franchise,
1: correct? Yes. 100%. Minus number 5.
0: Well, even I mean, you got to even even the low points you got to you got to appreciate. Yeah, at and least I don't embrace think I've it.
1: seen any of the new ones. Not terrible. Oh, Creed? Not like Oh, the, any new, the, the I haven't seen Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Balboa, Creed, Creed 2. I
0: celebrate 1 through... I haven't th- seen
1: Creed 2 either.
0: I haven't seen, sure. I haven't seen Creed 2 either. Sure. I celebrate 1 through 5, but you got to watch 5 once in a while to appreciate 1 through 4 even more.
1: Yeah. T- Tommy Gunn, you know. Tommy he, Gunn. R.I.P. He does all right. He's dead now. Yeah. In real life.
0: Well, boys. Who got wrote, the you you know time. who wrote Rocky yes. and directed Rocky, right? Sylvester so Stallone. That would be correct. Sly Stone. As dumb as this guy seems in the movie... Like Rocky, the character is not the brightest, you know. Oh. I feel like that's like Sly. Like, man, I can't believe this guy was able to put you know pen to paper and write these words. No, there's not too many though. Go, Adrian. All right, here we go.
1: If I could, change. my
0: favorite movie in the Rocky series is Rocky Number Four. It's a good, good one. That's per- That's personal. My personal favorite. I love the montages. I love the music. I love America versus Russia. I love James Brown in it. You know, I love when it. You know. Living in America, coming down with Apollo Creed. I love everything about it. One of my favorite things ever in Rocky IV is the robot. Paulie's robot. Okay. Bad news, boys. The director cut of Rocky IV. Sly Stallone's going back to the editing room, and he's going to have a director's cut of Rocky IV. And Sly is getting rid of his cousin Polly's robot. The robot is
1: getting the axe in the How? movies. Taking the scenes out. Pauly. Why? The whole scene of they're taking the robot Apollo, out like spilling his guts to Rocky takes place with the robot in the it's room. It's gone. The robot's gone. Polly of beer. The robot's gone. I know you guys are like
0: what what are they going to cut? What are they going to do? They're getting rid of the robot. Oh, that's Polly's girl. That's 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 yeah. that pleasure bot for Paulie! The robot was one of the greatest moments in all of the Rocky franchise. Of all the money that Rocky had, he got some weird-ass-looking robot for his cousin, Paulie. Are you going to go reshoot that and use the de-aging process? Is all Pauly right. even still alive? He had to have died from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> I don't Literally, know. I don't find know. Out. So, Sly, Sly, Sylvester Stallone is making fast progress with his new director's cut of the cult classic, Rocky Four. It's not even a cult. Uh, but classic Rocky Four, providing a new update on the project that suggests we may even get to see it by the end of this year. Salone had told his fans he was working on a new cut of the movie, and he uploaded video clips of the work in progress. He is
1: alive. But who who asks like about this? Like Who wanted this?
0: This is the 35th anniversary edition of Rocky IV, getting the director's cut by me, Sly Stone. And he says, so far, it looks great. It's soulful. And right here, they say the additional, jokingly, they asked if they're going to uh, have uh, the weird relationship between Paulie and his bizarre robot. And Sly Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, made it clear that Sico, S-I-C-O, the robot, will not be coming back. Sylvester Stallone said, "Quote: The robot is going to the junkyard forever. No more robot." Oh, that's good for you, Ebo maybe you could take maybe, I could t- maybe well, you could get a that's the thing. I discounted don't want. price I don't want a uh, used sex robot especially Pauly's <laughs> it's at a discount it's available again I didn't want a used sex robot I'm tough still waiting times for my, it's not yeah. tough times for me I'm still waiting on my 500 dollars from a certain individual who owes me I'm sorry four hundred and eighty seven dollars I don't think I'll be seeing that ever probably not but yes, when it comes to Rocky IV, one of my favorite moments of all time was out of nowhere the robot comes out, and now it's gone in the director's cut. What do you guys think?
1: I know. Yeah, okay. I was
0: expecting something different from the news. <laughs> <laughs> something part of pop culture ripped away from us from the guy who created it, Sly Stone.
2: Yeah. Bert Young is still alive. 80. Rest 80. in peace nice. to the robot
1: sicko. He's got some great one-liners in that series. He does. Like, up and down the series. Uh, More so starting with uh, number two. Is Pauly the worst character in, you know... Yeah, he's really mean to his sister until his sister, like, marries a guy who is on the verge of becoming a world champ. And then he just leeches off of Rocky. And then he's and he's nothing but a uh, an a hole to Rocky. It's like, dude, Rocky
0: has helped you out his entire life. And all you have is nothing but paying. Paul is just a say. man down on his
1: luck. Yeah. How, where, is where he really at? down on his luck when he's given a million dollar robot? Granted, he did let Rocky punch the hell out of meat when he couldn't afford gym time.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's
2: true. Another thing with Rocky that you kind of uh pointed out earlier. Is I think he's the only man in history that actually gets smarter with more punches when he gets hit in the head. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Towards towards the end, like once he got to like what Rocky three, he starts becoming like a more lucrative businessman where he's investing his money. Yeah. Obviously, that wasn't the case in one. And I don't
1: know. We did find out in Rocky Balboa because I read the like synopsis and just haven't watched it. He lost all his money in those business ventures. Well, did he have a business manager? Did he have a manager? I don't think so. Yeah.
2: Well, his manager died.
1: well, but not no, not the ring <laughs> no, manager. Know, yeah. I'm kidding. But hence why was like, Paulie technically his manager? Look at all this stuff he bought. Was Paulie technically his manager? Probably. Well, th- I I mean, just, that's that's, that's on Rocky then. Now we go back in time and find out he didn't waste money on a robot. Well, yeah. How, then all that changes everything because there's no robot. Yeah. Now if the, the director's cut, like he becomes world champ, and then all of a sudden has this huge house, like a nice crazy Ferraris, car, and and a robot, a robot. Like, it's supposed to show the excess he went to of letting, like, Bean Champ be... Happy birthday, Polly. Happy birthday, Polly. Yeah.
0: Quintessential 80s music. And then,
1: yeah, and then... Look at this robot. Well, and then... also Rocky he, he, like, lost everything.
2: Once he became wealthier, obviously, uh, Adrian... Talia Shire became yeah. significantly more attractive throughout the. the, the well, that's because Rocky she got just mo- lost ca- her glasses. <laughs> no, it's because Rocky
0: got more money, and then yeah. her, you know cosmetic advances. You know, Adrian was able to you know look a little better.
1: It's like. Wait, hang a second. What the hell is this? <laughs> You're like... present.
0: Wait, <laughs> <hell> <laughs> I a sports car for my birthday.
1: Not no walking trash can. Come on, he looks great. here. He's extremely psycho, Rocco. Well, since you don't have any friends. What the hell know? is this? Since you don't have any friends. I want a sports car. Not... <laughs> Look at this robot. Would you guys want a robot? No. It kind of looks like like uh, this Black Manta from Aquaman. Oh my god, it totally does. This is. Gonna... I would definitely
2: rather have the sports car.
1: What the hell is this? Yeah. Happy birthday, Bali. But then, like. <laughs> What the it, hell is this? Doesn't it serve him beer well? Yeah. Apollo is like spilling his guts on why he needs to go fight the Russian. Happy birthday, Paulie. What is this?
0: Your present. Yo, I wanted a sports car for my birthday, not a oh. no walking trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Paulie is the most. When it comes to movies and, and you know big long franchises, Paulie is the most ass. He's got. He, he's the biggest asshat. In when it comes to characters.
1: This is what I wanna know. Like, Pauly, I would not consider the most technically advanced guy out there. No. How does he get the robot to change to a lady voice? Huh? Oh, to be a pleasure bot? Yeah. Do you think all right, real
0: quick before we hit break, do you think Rocky fooled around with the robot? Or I'm not Rocky, I'm sorry. Do you think Pauly oh, fooled well, around absolutely. with the robot? <laughs> yeah. Nelson?
2: Could have.
0: And was he able to
1: change his name from Happy Birthday, Polly? to Happy birthday, Polly. Yeah. Like, who Who took care of that for him? Did <laughs> I he have it. his nephew do it? Because that's even weirder if he did. <laughs> no, Archie, don't there, go there.
2: There's a few... Uh... Paulie lines that I love, but I think the funniest one is where he gets all emotional. I think it's either before, I can't remember if it's before the Clubber Lang fight, or the Ivan Drago fight, where he's telling him how he just wishes he could be Rocky and he loves him, and then when they get out there and he sees the guy across the ring, he goes, I'm glad I'm not you.
1: That's right. <laughs> I, that, I, I think that's before Drago. It's like right before he, he gets out there. And <laughs> Remember what I told you back there about wanting to be you? I'm glad it's you in the ring and <laughs> not me.
0: So there you go, guys. For the new director's cut, the 35th anniversary of Rocky IV, which in my opinion is the best of all the Rockies. It is. Just because of the cheesy 80s montages. My favorite scene of all time, besides the robot scenes, that now Sly Stallone's cutting out of the director's cut, is when Hearts on Fire is playing. Oh, all and, fire. and Sly Stallone runs up the mountain in Russia. Yep. Iconic In honor of the Brew Crew getting it done
1: Brewing. There it
0: is Had to get that doing. song out there Brewers Beat the Pirates Be Winning the, the series 6-5 to five. On Orlando on. Arcia Getting the call head. Bottom of the 8, two outs, two runners on Gets a nice little single Ben Gamble gets home, Josh Hader comes in Gets a save, shuts the door, and the Brewers win 6-5. to five. Yes, Rowdy? The one thing that you can say about
2: Orlando Garcia so far through basically half a season is that he's done exactly what the Brewers would want from him. He's yeah, played he's good defense, and he's hit above 250. He's been and doing great. It's over half a season. And, and well, <laughs> no, technically kidding. it's been about a month and change of a real season. <laughs> that's the only That's the only downfall here is that he's done exactly what they've asked him to do. You know, bat mm-hmm. over 250, lay off some of those low-and-away pitches, play good defense. Obviously, uh, the guy still has a good arm. Yeah. The one thing is, it's only basically, it would be like early May if we were in a real <laughs> a real season. So he's, he's basically only done it for a little over a month.
0: Hey, but he's, in this weird season we're in, Orlando Arce has been a bright spot of the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice to see, man. How about this? So guard nerd of power, drove in a pair in the second to give Milwaukee a 2-0 lead. Pittsburgh answered in the third with a two-run dinger from Eric Gonzalez. And to tie things up, then the Brewers got runs in the third. Uh, ben Gamel single and the fourth. There was an error to give them a 4-2 lead. The Pirates cut that in half when Todd Frazier singled in the fifth before Kestin Hira bumped it back out to a 5-3 lead with a solo shot. Jury is in the man can hit. Yeah, that
2: was a that was a <laughs> P Rod just straight out of the deep right to boom, deep center. Boof, boof, boof. Gone. I don't know if that thing got like 25 feet off the ground. I
0: don't think it did. Was, <laughs> it was just like, a straight. Was just like a a laser shot. shot just, uh, Gamble, he finished with three hits. Babe Gamble, three hits, two runs scored. While hero's home run was the eighth of the year. Devin Williams picked up the win for the crew. He struck out four of the five batters he faced. He's now three and one, and then Hader gets the save. Devin Williams is uh, pleasant. He's surprise. good. He's good, Rowdy. You've been t- you've been on this guy for a while, saying how good he's going to be. Yeah, and I
2: think uh, finally he's been put in a, a position this season due to uh, well, obviously COVID and the the Brewers roster, where he's had some more opportunities in the back of the bullpen, being a late inning reliever in the, the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, and that changeup has just even improved over the winter.
0: Yeah, he good. Uh, it was a bullpen game yesterday. It was like, so it was all bullpen because it was, cause it was uh, Brent Suter getting the nod. Uh, the Raptor. Suter um, opened things up, giving up two runs over three innings, and Rasmussen came in. He replaced him, gave him, going two innings, allowing a single run before uh, fastball Freddie came in and gave up the tying runs in the sixth. And then, um, you know, then it all happened from there. Orlando Arcia coming in and sealing the deal. Josh Hader shutting the door. So nice to see the Brewers getting it done, but – Let's go what happened earlier in the day before we talk about this uh, Rocky story I want to bring up. Earlier in the day, we uh, had the trade deadline. 3 o'clock was the trade deadline, Central Time. The Brewers, I mean, I thought they were going to be sellers, and they were kind of sellers. So GM David Stearns didn't do much, but what he did do was he took that reliever, David Phelps, and he sent him to the Philadelphia Phillies. And he got three minor league prospects to be named later. So they're sellers.
1: So they're going to work at the restaurant?
0: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, they're, gonna, they're in a lot of training. The restaurant to be they're named in, later? Once they come over, they're in training. And then in 2021, we're going to get the names of the, the new wait staff. <laughs> Hi, my name's Jim. I'm here to take care of you. Your special of the day is margaritas on the rock for $5.
2: Serve them up. Serve them up, Jim. Let's go. So actually, RJ and I were kind of talking about this. I saw that during the afternoon. That was in the hours. Hours before the deadline was. was Oh, I wasn't in that
0: one. Then no. Yeah, you were. Oh, I I was reading. I wasn't responding.
2: (laughs) But uh, yeah, because when (laughs) we started seeing some of the rumors that there was a trade in place and that it was for players to be named later, you started wondering how it would work, Mm -hmm. and. I came back with how it would normally work yep. and you said well I thought it was covid times. Yeah, I just And it turns out it was kind of a combination of the two. Yeah,
1: it, I mean cuz I figured you'd just go with the active roster which is 60 this year. Yeah,
2: which would basically be the yeah. Brewers roster and then the guys they have in Appleton which would essentially be like their AAA team and a handful of AA guys that right. were um
1: but yeah, then with Stearns talking yesterday he made it seem like it's a pool of players from the ones from the 60, as well as guys who are sitting at home right now.
2: Yeah, so so basically what he was saying is all the guys that they are trading for, the players to be named later, for how they can trade players this year, mm-hmm. are technically not on that 60-man roster. Therefore, you technically can't trade anyone that's not on a roster this season. So if they're not with Milwaukee or they're not in Appleton or vice versa for another major league baseball teams organization, they can't be traded this season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they do the player to be named later, which is just like the normal player to be named later, where you'd have a list of names where at a later date, say October 30th or, you know, insert random date here. (laughs) You have to select three players off of that
0: list. So do you like this move?
2: I think uh, I mean, depending on what that list is. I mean, yeah. we don't know who the who's on the list for the the Phillies trade, right? Yeah, right. I mean, all we know is they're basically not guys that are in AAA, and they're probably not the best couple guys that they have on Double A. It's just this, but I mean,
0: building the farm system then.
2: If anything, you're going to get three prospects. Again, we have no idea who it's going to be, but the one thing that uh, makes this a little bit of a risky move. So I was watching MLB Network. During mm-hmm. the trade deadline, and they had a former GM. I forget his first name, but it was O'Dowd, who's on uh, G- MLB Jerry? Network.
0: Jim, Jim,
2: and Jeff? He was talking about how in these COVID times Mister. now, once you sign the trade and, and the trade and the paperwork goes through, it's through. Oh. Like, uh, <laughs> oh. and and That's the thing what when, you want to hear. Well, it's he's. they were talking about how it's kind of, especially with the COVID, it's kind of buy or be wary. Yeah. Because in theory, if, say, the Brewers move no David, yeah, David Phelps to Philly, and he's like, well, I don't like Philly. I don't really want to play there. And he opts out, citing COVID. Yeah. Or say Philly, because Philly was one of the places that had the big COVID outbreak. Yep. What if they have another one by the time he gets there? And he goes, yeah, I don't really yeah. feel comfortable. Yeah playing here i'm gonna opt out it's you're kind of sol because from once the paperwork's are signed and the medicals are passed it's a deal and if the guy wants to opt out or not play you're kind of screwed and that's but that's like
1: the brewers just gotta steal but then if you look at
2: that on the other hand (laughs) it's it's a little risky for the brewers because they said if the covid season lasts in the next season where you still only have basically sixty players on your pool, mm-hmm. that list will never be made available for them to choose to choose off of, which I forget the date. I wanna say they had to make it by like December, but don't quote me on the date. Too late. But yeah, if that roster <laughs> isn't, Nelson said December.
1: If that <laughs> roster
2: isn't expanded by that that certain date. Yeah they all of a sudden won't be able to grab any of the players from that list, so it would be a lost trade for them. Sounds
0: very it, risky. It It's sort of confusing. Does.
2: <laughs> it does. Let's go That's the, why it was definitely buyer beware and yeah, seller yeah. beware because sure. if they weren't on your top 60 guys, there wasn't a guarantee that you would get them.
0: Yeah, we'll keep talking about it. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Thomas. Th- Thomas, what's up, dude?
3: I'm sick and tired of everybody after a lose game one. Everybody's all like, oh, the Bucks are the worst team. The Bucks are gonna lose the finals. Oh, the Bucks are the Bucks aren't even gonna make it to the finals. They're never gonna move on. Right, I mean,
0: preach it, Thomas. Preach it, brother.
3: I mean, listen to Nelson. He's just all like, "Oh, the Bucks are gonna lose. I'm, I'm taking bets against the Bucks."
1: <laughs> He's always said that, though.
3: No, Nelson is just an idiot.
1: <laughs> hey, Thomas.
2: Thomas, got a question for you. Who won last night?
1: Uh, the Heat. Thanks. <laughs> hey, hey, that's one game. Thomas, they they can
3: go all the
0: way up to seven. Yeah, there's seven games here. I'll say the worst, when it comes to, I think it's every fan base. Obviously, I I just am in the Wisconsin, so the Wisconsin fan base, but I think this is every fan base. The worst is when someone's team loses game one and they overreact and freak out to say it's going to be all downhill and all just uh, crap from here on out, when reality is they can play seven games.
3: Seven games,
0: let's go. So uh, what's your concern then, Thomas?
1: My concern. I have no concern. My only concern is Nelson.
0: (laughs) You guys both think about each other a lot, Thomas. I think you guys are are secretly friends. Stoughton does? Where are you from, Thomas? I'm from Richmond Center. Oh, it's Big RC, the center. Yeah, the center.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're in the same sports conference, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah,
1: let's go.
0: Well, Thomas, it was nice to hear from you, man. No concern love it. All right, brother? Yep. All right, see you, man. Thank you, you both. See you, buddy. See you. There he is. Thomas, bright and early. Look at that. That's the one thing I hate about – I think anyone could say this about any of their uh, teams they root for or wherever their fan base is. And whenever whenever there's a one loss in the playoffs – now, in football, if you have one loss, you're done. But, it's over, man. But when it comes to baseball and basketball, if there's one loss, everyone freaks out and ha- – not everyone, but a majority of people freak out and have this insane, huge overreaction about their team is now doomed – um for the rest of the series. Well, if you go back to last year when the Bucks lost that opening round, second round, the opening game in the second round of the Celtics, everyone did kind of the same thing. They all freaked out. The Bucks are done. Oh my god, they're going to choke. I mean, really, I think it was What just, happened in uh, the rest of that pants. series? What happened in the rest of the series last year, RJ?
1: Pure and utter domination.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a different different scenario now this time. So we shall see. Uh, but yes, it's uh, there is a little concern for me, slight concern, as I voted in the Twitter poll, just because the it's different, different scenario. That whole bubble thing kind of yep. messes with you when they yeah, don't I'll have that you. home crowd to uh, rely on. All right, back to the Brewers real quick. So in this trade of David Phelps, are the Brewers? I guess you can't really say they're better because of it, but are they worse off?
2: I don't think they're really worse no. off. I mean, look at look at what you have in Devin Williams. Look at what you have in Josh Hader, and then if Corey Knebel can come back healthy, I know they had David Stearns on the broadcast last night. And he was talking about how they wanted to see two or three simulated game appearances in Appleton from Corey Knebel, have him feel healthy, and then get him back up to the major league club. Obviously, Corey Knebel hasn't looked healthy the whole season when no. he's coming in in, in he's certain definitely appearances. Definitely not one hundred percent. But he's also coming back from a major surgery. This is his first year back from a major surgery. He wasn't expected back until June in a normal season. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't get any of the real training camps. No No one really did. But, I mean, it it even puts you behind more as a guy coming off a major surgery. Yeah, it hurts when you're a normal guy that's healthy, not being in a routine. But I'd have to imagine that 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 hurts you even more coming off a major injury.
0: Definitely. Yeah, Knable was the, – the timetable is all messed up and, too.
2: And if you get Knable to come back healthy at any point this season, even if it's just in in uh, late September or early October if the Brewers make the playoffs, and you can trot out in the 7th, 8th, ninth inning a Devin Williams, Josh Hader, Corey Knable trio, that's probably just as good right now as the Knable, Hader, Jeffress yeah, trio. No yeah, no kidding.
0: No doubt about it. Let's go back to the phone, really quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got?
3: Hey, Nelson, that town at Bristol Center, there's a lot of inbreeding going on up there. <laughs> All you had to do is tell him put your money where your mouth is. I mean, it, it, rumor has it that uh, the most valuable pretender put a phone call into ex badger Ethan Happ how to shoot free throws.
0: B- Dave, <laughs> funny story is Big Joe called in at 60, 6.05 this, 610 this morning and referenced you on how about Ethan Happ and the free throws and how you should be able to teach these guys.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, I mean uh, the most valuable pretender once again in the fourth quarter can't make free throws. And Obviously, you got the thirty-five million dollar man, Chris Middleton. Amber alert the fourth quarter, you know. It's no um, Nelson. Just tell, just, just tell evil and just put their money where their mouth is. Bucks are not going to win this. They're going to get destroyed <laughs> because they can't shoot free throws. People don't show up in the fourth quarter. They don't have. And as you as you know, uh, evil uh, average players play well at home, and there is no home. there's no home. Ever. Yeah. So average players will be, you know, exposed. And here's a question I wanted to ask you guys. Do you think the NBA players would have walked off in front of their fans who paid hundreds of dollars and uh, brought their kids? I wonder how many of these players would have walked off the quarter field. If
0: there was, if they weren't in a if, bubble?
3: If there were, if there were fans in the f- uh, the stands. I have a feeling zero. You know, they want to protest the game, guess what? They should have quit the season. But, no, anyway, Nelson, tell tell these guys put their money where their mouth is.
0: Nelson, well, I can hear you. Like, I'm hearing you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the Bucs, the talking Bucs to the guys either. like Thomas oh, who called gotcha. in, not us.
3: No, 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 Tom. I mean, that guy, I, mean, I think he's part of the breeding from Tom in the 6 o'clock hour. Don't <laughs> I mean, hey, talk about that guy Tommy like that. Maybe he's a well, clone. They're both, well, they're both from Michelin Center, so, I mean, something's kind of funny up there in the water, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, it's like Nelson said, Miami's the only team that knows how to play defense against the most valuable pretender. And by the way, I hear Matthews on the bench, and tomorrow, next game, he'll be, he'll be guarding Butler. Last time I checked, who won the most valuable defender award?
0: Yeah, it was a little weird that Giannis wasn't uh, guarding Jimmy Butler, but when Giannis guards the taller guys, that's why he was not on Butler. But yes, I would agree that Giannis yeah. should shut down Jimmy Butler.
3: And he doesn't have a mid-range, until he develops a mid-range jump shooting game, he's not going to be effective in the playoffs. So, Tom, call in, put your money where your mouth is. Just just add you to the, the list of my uh, people I destroy.
0: <laughs> so, so, da- so, Dave, you still, yeah. what do you think? The Is the Bucs losing seven, six? They get swept? What do you think happens? Oh, no, they're not going to get swept.
3: I mean, uh, uh, it's going to be six. Somehow the Bucks will figure out, Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, will figure out maybe once in the fourth quarter they'll show up. And, and, and when you're shooting the air balls, Come on, guys. You're the most valuable player and you're shooting air balls at the free throw line. Come on. Yeah. Like, even, even He's four of
0: twelve. Hit... Four twelve on the charity stripe. Not good.
3: Yeah. Even Ethan half hit the backboard. <laughs> That's
0: true. <laughs> well, always a pleasure to hear from you, Dave. I
3: know. <laughs> I know. I, know.
0: I, know. I, I know. know. All right. So we were talking a little bit about the Milwaukee Bucks. What is your level of concern? For the Deer, as they take a loss last night, it was the Jimmy Butler game, man. Jimmy Butler was a man-possessed. 40 points, game high. He has become the fourth Heat player in franchise history to score 35 or more points in a playoff game. Dwayne Wade did it like 19 times. LeBron James did it in the low teens. Tim Hardaway did it once, and now Jimmy Butler has done it once. So Jimmy Butler dominated, especially third and fourth quarter. 15 of his 40 came in the fourth. Giannis kind of a... He was almost had a triple-double, but Giannis wasn't himself. Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez were the engine that made the team go in the first half. There was no Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe was hurt with that hamstring injury. They definitely could have used him. And my guy, my guy Ersan Ilyasova. But... Bucks now lose 115 to 104. First quarter was great for Milwaukee, and then it just kind of unraveled as the Heat just kind of had their way. Jimmy Butler had it his way. But this is the second straight year now that Milwaukee has lost their first game of the Eastern Conference semis. If you remember last week, the Bucks fell to Boston in game one, and then they cranked off four in a row as Paul Pierce, he's the one that said it was over once the Celtics won game one. So, what is your level of concern? I said slight concern. I'm looking at the poll right now. No concern, slight concern, very concerned. Or if you're one of those guys or girls that say you don't care at all anymore, what is it? Right now leading the way, slight concern has now taken the lead with 30.9%. Very concerned second place. I don't care at all is third, and no concern is fourth. Rowdy, you voted in slightly concerned. Yeah, I, I think you're under the belief that the Heat are going to win this series. Though. Yeah, I voted
2: slightly concerned, and that's coming from the perspective that I think the Miami Heat win this in seven, mm-hmm. but it's in seven games, right? Yeah. Anything so can happen in a seven it's game. Going to, it's going to go the full amount, and I would just say if you were a Bucs fan, you'd be slightly concerned because you lost game one, but there's a lot of uh, series left to play.
0: Yeah, as the Bucs fan that I am, I am slightly concerned just because... You know, you don't you don't ever want to see your team lose, especially in the playoffs. And when you got kind of manhandled in the second half, I mean, Jimmy Butler looked phenomenal. He was really, really good. Forty, I mean, he had forty points, just a man possessed. Fifteen in the fourth quarter, like I said. Well,
2: Jimmy Butler is like that dog that he's you that want on your dog. team. He's the guy that wants the ball. Yeah, he's going to score the ball take or over. at least do his very best. And he's just that cold blooded killer. They were talking about how Giannis and his family, and it was nice to have him in the battle the bubble Jimmy Butler's like absolutely not I don't want my family here this is a business trip I'm going to win this damn championship and I don't need any distractions around me I kind of want a guy like that on my team so not you, saying that anything's wrong
0: with you family, fault you fault but Giannis, I like that do you fault Giannis for wanting his like three-month-old son down there I just said nothing not <laughs> like there's anything wrong
2: with family but I want a guy that is in business mode no distractions serious face let's go win a title
0: now as I don't have any kids But if I had a three-month-old, I would not want to be away from him or her. If I had a three-month-old, I would not want to be away from that kid at all. I would prefer to be, you know, by my newborn baby. So I get why Giannis would want his family down there. You know, parents, I think you can understand that you would not want to miss, especially the early, early stages of your child's development. So Giannis, obviously with his girlfriend and his baby down there.
2: Jimmy Butler does have a child. Oh, does he? That's less than a year old.
0: Um, Jimmy Butler's just Jimmy Jim's Butler's a, breed. a different animal. He's a diff- he is that dog. <laughs> That's a guy you don't want to contend he with. He is that dog. So, yeah. <laughs> Looking at the Bucks though, the Bucks the first the first quarter looked phenomenal for the Bucks, but it's the NBA. The first quarter you can kind of throw that out with the bathwater. Well, really nut cutting time comes in the third and the fourth quarter. So, the Bucks just didn't show up. It's uh the energy was lacking. It just seemed like you could just look at the bench. The bench of the Bucks was very nonchalant when there's no crowd and there's no home court advantage. You need every little bit of energy you can get from any any breathing entity in that stadium. Because let's be honest, the virtual fans—they're kind of. Do you even? Would you even notice that they're there? I I'm not obviously not on the court. I'm watching the game. I tune them out. I don't even notice that they're there. It's 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 a TV screen. Of a glitching of a glitching fan that maybe or maybe not freezing uh from their internet connection. Well, I mean,
2: I've had this take from the start. The virtual fans stink.
0: Yeah, I mean, yes. They, they, they Why
2: they're even there, who knows?
0: I get why they're there for the fans to interact and feel like they're a part of something, but for the players, there's no the players they're probably not even paying attention. All right, so the players to be named later. Uh Adam McKelvey broke it down. And I got some of their stats for you, Rowdy. These are going to be three, I think from what I can gather, three right-handed pitchers. Now are these players just to three be named players layers.
2: that are on the list or are these supposedly the guys that they're choosing?
0: So this is from Adam McKelvey. He says the Brewers sent reliable right-hander David Phelps to the Phillies for three players to be named while coming up empty in a parallel effort to add a bat. A source told MLB.com that the Brewers got three right-handers. Brandon Rami, or Ramey, R-A-M-E-Y, who turned 20 on Monday, and two 19-year-olds, Israel, uh, it's not. I'm going to say Poyo, but it's not, P-U-E-L-L-O, and Juan Geraldo. I'm trying to roll my R. Geraldo. Ron Geraldo. So by rule, those players cannot be named because they are not in Philadelphia's 60-man player pool. But the deal conjures comparisons to the trade that sent Adam Lynn to the Mariners in December 2015 for three teenage pitchers. That would be Freddie Peralta, who grew into a big leaguer. So we have three right-handed pitchers. Uh, Brandon Ramy is from Riverside, California. In rookie ball in 2018, he got one win, zero losses in four games with an ERA of six. In 2019, he had seven games. Where he had a win-loss record of 0 and 2 with an ERA of 2.78. Okay, Israel Pollo? I'm I'm butchering his name. He is from uh, the Dominican Republic. In rookie ball, he went four and six with a 4.52 ERA in 2018, and then in 2019 he went two and one. I'm sorry, those 14 games he had in uh, 2018. Then in 2019 he appeared in 15 games. Where he went two and one with a 1.92 ERA. And then Juan Geraldo, he is also from the Dominican Republic. Uh, he had 12 15 games sorry, 15 games, 12 started, 15 games, where he went three and four with an ERA of 443. and then in 2019, he had 12 appearances, two games started where he went two and0 with an ERA of 396.
2: Yeah, so I just quickly looked at the Phillies' top 30 prospects. None of the three the qualify 30. for top 30, so they're definitely lower-level prospects, and they're definitely projects. Projects. They're not the uh, top-prized guys. But it's uh, something in return, and you never know in baseball because yeah, you never do. they have 40 rounds, and if you hit your first-round picks at like a 30%, you're doing all right.
0: Yeah. So let's see here. And I quote, David Stearns found a deal he thought he couldn't pass up that he felt like was important for the franchise to make, said Craig Council. Council went on to say, I don't think it says anything about the future of the team. We have to go out there and win a baseball game today, and that's how the guys in there are going to treat it. And they did, as they beat the Pirates 6-5. to And the council said, you lose players all the time. Guys get hurt, guys get traded. That doesn't stop you from trying to win the baseball game every day. We're sitting a game out of the playoffs right now, and we know we have to play better to get there, but we're not in a bad position at all. We feel like it's in front of us. So apparently they really like this team because they would have done more if they didn't. And David Stearns, I guess, almost got a bat, but didn't, obviously. So they like the team and where they sit, I guess, as they look, they're in the playoffs now, I think, after that win or a game out for the expanded playoffs. I I don't foresee the Brewers winning the World Series this year, but... In order to try, you got to get in, right?
2: Yeah, the only way they can make the World Series and win it is if they make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Y- you got to get in. Uh, Nelly, I saw on your Instagram the other day over the weekend, you had a poll. Which band do you prefer, the Goo Goo Dolls or the Killers? Killers won. In a big way, didn't they? Yeah, it
2: was like 78%.
0: You don't strike me as a big Goo Goo Go- uh, Dolls guy, but you are, yeah?
2: I'd surprise you with some
0: things. You definitely do. But which one do you prefer, Killers or Google? See, those. I couldn't decide. That's why I put, so it, I put, pole put on? it. out to so a when pole. the poll So on the poll, one big time killers. Where did you go? Because you can name great songs and from both sides. You can totally. Bucks. I got slight concern over the loss. Missing Bledsoe was huge, obviously. Mm, Giannis not guarding Jimmy Butler is kind of strange when he's the Defensive Player of the Year, and you got Jimmy Butler just having his way. Why, if you were in Budenholzer, you don't put Giannis on Butler? I know there's a you know like Giannis Giannis guards the bigger the bigger man on the court, but when Jimmy Butler's going off, put the Greek freak on him.
2: I'm just not sure exactly who would who would uh, guard Adebayo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just I mean, because Giannis those, has to. And then... Those two match up so well against each other. That was part of why Miami why, would yeah. match up well with the Bucks. I get if you want to move Giannis on to Jimmy Butler, but then who's going to?
0: Well, if, if Jimmy Butler's having his way like he was, it's you got to switch it up a little bit. But, yes, who will guard out a bio after that? But we'll see what happens. The refs, Giannis still, I'm not blaming the refs, but Giannis does not get the superstar calls like the other guys. Uh, Giannis did have six turnovers, missed eight free throws, and he only took 12 shots. That's not good for the Greek freak. Did you think anyone got calls last night? I thought that overall that was – Extremely physical yeah. on both sides. They let him play for the most like part. Both
2: both teams took hits there were, that should have been fouls. They're
0: in, the, in the first half, Giannis got two fouls that were very questionable that the likes of like a LeBron James or a James so Harden gets
2: whatever he wants. Yeah,
0: they would never get whistled for that, but Giannis does. There was a couple times where Giannis had drove to the rack and had a lot of contact from Crowder and Butler. Still still was able to get the ball in, but uh, didn't get the and one. And LeBron and the company other guys would have got that call. Giannis does not get the superstar calls yet, despite being the superstar. Still, though, having six turnovers, missing eight free throws, and only taking 12 shots is a problem. Uh, Coach Bud needs to create some better looks for him. And And Budenholzer said as much after the game, saying that they need to create more for Giannis. I
2: don't think either team played their best game. That's why I would, if I'm the Bucks. I'm slightly worried because well, I don't.
0: I don't think either team played their best game. You had I mean, good performances, like Brooks Lopez played a really good game. He was eight of ten and had 24 points. Like they wasted a good performance from Brooks Lopez, but as an overall team effort,
2: no. Both teams had a tremendous amount of turnovers. Yeah, a lot of turnovers. Both teams. Well, I mean, actually, if you look at it, the Bucks actually shot the ball better from three point range and just from the field in general. The Bucks just were awful at the free throw line. And then if you, if you look at it, the big difference to me was the rebounding. The Miami heat just completely dominated on the boards and just how bad the bucks were at the free throw line. So if you, if you look at the broken down free throws, the Miami heat only attempted one more free throw than the bucks. Yeah. Like they just, it was, they just made it was more. A, it was a pretty evenly called game from the referees. The fouls were nearly identical. Turnovers were extremely close. The bucks had a slight edge in shooting. Miami just had the edge and made free throws and rebounds, and I think that's why you have to be slightly concerned if you're a Bucks fan because neither team played great, but Miami found a way to win. They're up one to nothing, and I think you're going to have potentially
0: six more games that are this close and contested. No, yeah, it's going to be this game could this could go to seven. I mean, this is going to be a great series back and forth. It was, you know, both teams didn't play the greatest, but you know who did play the who played out of this world was Jimmy Butler. It was the Jimmy Butler game, especially in the second half. Jimmy Butler was incredible. Just as a fan of basketball, Jimmy Butler was just a man possessed. Ob- the biggest obvious thing right here: they need to figure out how to make it tougher on Jimmy Butler. Like if you or- are, yeah, Butler, yeah, Butler had a game like that. Like
2: you said, it's the Jimmy Butler game. He had a game. But if you look at it, Giannis didn't necessarily play well, but you had Chris Middleton play pretty well.
0: In the first half. In the second half, he only had seven and, points. And you
2: can look at the Miami roster and go, well, I mean, none didn't play very good, and he's a guy that's up for rookie of the year. Hero didn't shoot the ball very well. He's a shooter. He Duncan made some Robinson, timely threes, though. Duncan Robinson didn't shoot the ball very well, and he's your shooter. So there's a lot of guys Tyler Tyler
0: that- Hero's 50% from three-point land. He, he did good when needed. I mean, he was 3 of 11
2: from the from the field. He had just 11 points. Yeah, but, what but I'm if you watch the
0: game, his threes came in huge moments.
2: I obviously watched the game. What I'm getting at is that you had players Man, that sassy. played extremely well, mm-hmm. and then you had other guys on both sides of the roster that didn't have their best games. That's why I think it was a, a pretty even game.
0: Yeah, in the big moments in the second half, Tyler Hero hit hit big threes. In big moments, the Miami Heat players showed up in the second half. In big moments for the Bucks, that really didn't happen. It was... Giannis had a really bad turnover at the end when he was uh, well, probably about two some minutes left. Uh, that was a big difference. And, Isn't that uh, kind of Giannis... a recurring
2: theme, though, for the Bucs in, in cross Jan- time in big series?
0: And Giannis jacked up a three uh, uh, real early in the shot clock uh, in the fourth quarter. That was a bad possession with uh, I think it was about four or three minutes left. There was just, there was just t- timely mis- untimely mistakes in the fourth quarter for the Bucs that they needed to figure out. The energy was lacking for the Bucks. It just seemed like it kind of seemed like some of them didn't want to be there. And Isn't
2: that the common theme with the Bucks though the last couple of years when they've been really good, they start to shrink in the big time moments in those series where it's hotly contested? That's what shrink. I'm noticing. The the team
0: doesn't really have it. Giannis can well, they have were, the They went to a 7 game in the Eastern Conference Finals and it was a battle. Yeah, and they, there was and a moment they lost. That, yeah, I know. I like was and shrink in the big it was a hotly contested um, you just series said the Bucs did play the guys well down the stretch. Who then went on to win the NBA championship. Yeah, and you just the said the Bucks again didn't play well, well you down said the they, stretch. You said they shrink in big-time moments. Well, they took it to a Game 7, which is a big-time moment, but it was a hell of a series. Like, Yeah, and they were up in that series. Yeah, they could have won it, too, if their one shot doesn't fall for a Chris Middleton. I mean, like, there's just moments where, yes, it's at the end of the day, it's going to be a great series. Just because they come out on the losing side, of game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals doesn't mean that they blew it it was just the team was better the raptors Was that not an all-time series the Bucs and raptors? Last yeah, it was year? a good series yeah. but the Bucs had, opper- the had their opportunities it in the opportunities in big time moments just the team was better. They couldn't get it done. Cuz I mean they went on and won the championship. And that, that's that's my problem with
2: this bucks team and Giannis. Giannis is extremely good at the at the parts of his game <laughs> but he's not Great at all parts. He's not a oh, yeah, completely I mean, all-around player, so he's gonna statement. have. So he yeah. So he's gonna have to rely on these other players, yeah. and he's got guys like Chris Middleton, in my opinion, that aren't good enough to win a championship. That's why they can't get past some of these teams.
0: Uh, Chris Middleton, the reason why the Bucks were going yesterday and in the position until the fourth quarter, to uh, he kept them in it. I mean, twenty-eight points from K Money. He was fifty uh, percent from three-point land, doing what he needed to do. Fifty percent shooting, fifty percent. 12 of 24, 4 8. And you got a good game from Middleton, and they still couldn't win the game. Yep, good game from Brooks Lopez, Brooke Lopez as well. It's just Giannis was quiet. I mean, Giannis was close to a triple-double, but, it, I mean, quiet. Down the stretch, Giannis is – that's what it is. got to figure out how to get more transition points for the Bucs because that's when Giannis is the most ruthless and try to work around that wall that they build around the Greek free. And I think that's where you have to credit Adebayo and that's his you defense. You need Kyle Corver to start shooting a little more,
2: too. I mean Kyle Corver is Kyle Corver. He's not going to play defense and he's going to spot up in the corner.
0: Well, they brought him in for a reason. That's the shoot. Kyle Corver, three of seven from three point land, eleven points, sixteen minutes. I'd like to see Kyle Corver more down the stretch just shooting well, up. I mean, and- you
2: just told me that Tyler Hero had a, a good night and he was three for six from three and three of eleven from the field, and now you're harping on Kyle. Corver needs to do more. He was 4 of 9 from the floor at 3 of 7. Their numbers were pretty close to each
0: Tyler other. Tyler Hero hit big threes in timely moments in the 3rd and the 4th yeah, quarter. Yeah, cuz he has the clutch When there was a momentum swing cuz he had clutch gene. You saying You saying Kyle Corver doesn't have the clutch gene?
2: I'm saying Kyle Corver had the exact same game as Tyler Hero and you're complaining that Corver needs to do more and saying that I'm saying Kyle oh, Corver Hero, he, I said he's big time.
0: Tyler Hero had 29 minutes. I want Kyle Corver to have more minutes. He had 14 minutes. Who would you rather have, Kyle Korver or well, Tyler Hero? Right now, Tyler Hero just because of age. Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle Korver, 16 minutes. Ky- but they're both used pretty closely to the same way. Not Tyler Hero played 29 minutes. to Korver 16. Korver needs to see more of the court. Yeah, but they're a shooter. Uh, yes, that's why Kyle Korver needs to see more minutes again. Like you need a. Sh- that's why you brought him in to shoot in the playoffs because he's the statistically the best three point shooter in the history of the game. Okay, so who are you having them take minutes from? Marvin so, Williams? Someone who's cold. Sure, Marvin Williams. Well, depends I'm, just, on the, I'm asking depends you a question. On the, depends
2: on the game, on who's cold, if, if who's not If you want hitting. them to get more minutes, you have to take away minutes from someone yeah, else. Yeah, I, under,
0: I understand that. I don't. I can't – if I had a future time machine here to go to game two and tell you who's cold at the time to put in Corver, I'd, I'd let you know. So you're just but saying I don't anyone have, that's cold. I don't have that ability right now, Nelson. Why did they bring in Kyle Corver? To shoot threes. And when he's not on the court, he can't shoot threes, right? Nope. Then there you go. I think you just answered your own question. Man. All right, Twitter. is that, butthurt so, that the Bucs lost last I'm not, night? I'm not butthurt at all. You said that in the 6 o'clock hour as well. I'm not butthurt one bit. For the Bucks to go six, got to lose two. They're going to have another loss under their belt here, Rowdy. <laughs> all right. I mean, we're a station that talks about the Packers, the Badgers, the Brewers, and the Bucs. We are not a Miami Heat station. I don't know if you realize that or not.
2: Yeah, I, I understand that. Do you? Yeah.
0: Okay. Can you play along then, without being a getting all sassy on me about wanting more oh, minutes for Cal? Are you Corbett? sure you're not the one getting sassy? I mean, it's my show. Oh. Okay. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't forget it. Oh yeah. Don't. Whose show is it? Oh yeah. Tell me whose show it is. It uh, says it's the Joe and Ebo show. Yeah. And who's the only one here with the name on it? Oh yeah. What's my name? <laughs> Get out of here. No, what's my name? Who's on the show?
2: Did the did the Bucks win last night? No, they took it out. Yeah, they did. They, they did, did lose. Uh-huh. Can't wait to see them shrink what for the rest we, of the what series. What do we talk about here
0: on the station? Talk about Wisconsin sports. Uh huh. We don't. Do we talk about Miami sports? No, but okay. Miami
2: Heat won the game against. They did a team win the game.
0: Called Milwaukee. Bucks. And I'm trying to talk about the Bucks. Yeah. Not and Tyler I'm Hero. And, his, and, and I'm his...
2: telling you how the Bucks struggled, and you're not. Yeah? You're getting all pissy about it. I'm not getting pissy about the Bucks. Now you can't. So now we can't. We can't no, we come can. up and
0: say, oh, the Bucks struggle here? Oh, the Bucs, they I, shrink I, here? Literally, I've been saying that the whole time that the Bucks have been struggling here. And I wanted more minutes from Kyle Korver because there's some decision-making from Coach but Budenholzer yeah, that I question. You didn't say who you would take time away from. and I'm saying, I can't you tell can you look, who's going to have, have a look cold straight straight game in the game, game two. You can look straight up at the minutes and see who's playing. I can't tell you. who The game's already finished, Nelson. I can't tell you who's going to go into game two and be cold at the time. I'm just saying I want more than 16 minutes from Kyle Korver, especially when his job is to shoot the ball. I don't know how hard why, that
2: is to understand. That's why I wanted to know who you wanted to take minutes away I, from. I can't tell you right now. Well, you can go back and look at last game and say, I'm not going to well, take any from, from Chris Middleton. 20
0: minutes a game. I could, I would take away from Frank Mason. Well, I guess a different he player. He had two minutes. I would take some from Marvin Williams. I would take some from Pat Connaughton. I would take some from da- da- Dante DiVincenzo to let Kyle Korver statistically the That's what the I best, wanted to know.
2: And you said, oh, I don't have an answer for you.
0: Statistically the best shooter in the history of the NBA to do what he does in the playoffs. And that's shoot the ball from three-point land when needed. There you go. Does that help you? Yeah, I wanted to know where you wanted to get the minutes from. Well, there from. you go. You got her. Big Ten making some waves, making some news as it's finally been revealed who voted and which way they voted to cancel fall sports. So this comes from a lawsuit documents obtained by multiple media outlets. The official count was 11-3 to 3 to cancel the fall football season. And this comes courtesy of two sworn affidavits filed by the league on Monday, and then the documents are in response to a lawsuit filed by eight Nebraska football players in an attempt to uh, get the conference to reverse their course on postponing football. That ain't going to happen, sadly. But the schools that voted not to cancel football would be Nebraska, Iowa, and Ohio State. It is official that those are the three. Penn State lied. Shocking, right, Rowdy? Penn State lied. What did they say, that there wasn't a vote?
2: Yeah, and also that they wanted to play.
0: So, well, in the documents obtained, Penn State, shocking, you're a bunch of liars. Where have we heard that before? Penn State lying that they voted. And then also, Minnesota's president, Joan Gable, said, quote, we didn't vote per se. We didn't vote per se. It's a deliberative process that we came to a decision together. Doesn't sound like you were together on the decision, though. So Minnesota said they didn't have a vote. Penn State said they didn't have a vote. Well, you're both lying. Because according to these affidavits that have now been released, there was a vote. It was 11-3. to And Nebraska, Iowa, and Ohio State all voted to play in the fall. And the Big Ten bylaws require at least 60% or 9 of the league's presidents and chancellors to vote in favor of postponing the season. They obviously got that. So... Uh, the Big Ten is now they, – they proclaim they're starting to look their season around Thanksgiving or in January I, or spring. Don't, I, I don't foresee Are that Are you happening. not just
2: tired about hearing about the Big Ten
0: Well, and all their
2: excuses?
0: I'm tired of a lot of things, to be honest with you, and this is one of them. The Big Ten is – they're like – if you go over to back in the Wild West and you had that guy that would go around selling snake oil – the Kevin Warren could be that guy who's got his cart riding around selling snake oil across the land. Do you honestly believe that they're going to have? Uh, do you honestly believe that they're going to have football on Thanksgiving, the last week of November? Do you believe it? I wouldn't bet on it, but if I had to bet
2: on a startup time, I would think it would be after Thanksgiving, not the bubble winter or the spring.
0: I don't. I'm not buying it. At all, you you believe maybe I would say 10%. ten percent. I'll give it a zero percent. I'll give it a point one percent. Um, and then they say in January that's not happening. Players come out to say that there's no way their bodies could handle doing that. So
2: well, Kevin, then if that if winter's out of the question, then spring's out of the question.
0: Yeah, then spring. Yes, I mean, who was it? Uh, was it Fan Hicks saying that there's no way the body could their bodies could do that? This is, to me, maybe the Big Ten, Kevin Warren trying to get people off of his back to be like, hey, we're trying. Okay, and then when you look at this vote, you're like, wow. And then you look around the landscape of other conferences. Ohio, in Ohio you have the Cincinnati Bearcats still going. In uh, Indiana, you have Notre Dame now having fans in their stands where – the Purdue Boilermakers and the Indiana Hoosiers reside. They're not playing football. And then in the state of Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes obviously are not playing. Well, guess what? Iowa State, two hours down the road, they are. And Nellie, you sent this to me yesterday. Iowa State is going to allow 25,000 fans at their season opener against Louisiana. September 12th. 25,000 spectators piling in, Rowdy. What do you think? Well, I think if you look around college football
2: and the Big Ten just looks worse and worse every day, and then they come out with their, their strictly just BS on their vote, and,
0: mm-hmm. and their they, they've lied to us from
2: the beginning. And all the stuff that they were never transparent about, and they still, in my opinion, aren't transparent about. Mm hmm. I'm just getting sick of them. I like. I honestly just want to say, Kevin Warren, just go away and never be heard from again. Like, let us enjoy the college football that is playing. Right. Like. You're... Okay. So
0: you watched the first football game on Saturday. It was Austin P versus Central Arkansas.
2: That would be correct.
0: And Central, or I mean Texas P, had a COVID outbreak later earlier in the week, and a couple players and staff sat out. Correct. They quarantined during the week. They obviously didn't make the trip. But they still played, and
2: the Austin P team still played. Austin P lost to Central Arkansas. Yep, they lost to Central Arkansas. Now, despite they, Central Arkansas trying to give the been, game away, that would have been Saturday night, and now the teams have, you know, since gone back to where they came from, and they retested this morning, and Central Arkansas has already gotten their results back. So after seventy-two hours after the game, Central Arkansas had seventy-two players and coaches tested, zero. Zero. Positives. And this was against a
0: team that had a COVID outbreak earlier in the week,
2: right? Correct. Where they had players sitting out. They had notable players sitting out because of the outbreak. And they quarantined them like their protocol was said to do. Yep. They still played the game. And the team they just played after three days has... All negative tests this morning. And
0: that's great news. I mean, that is great news moving forward.
2: It just shows how bad the leadership of the Big Ten is and how much of really just cowards they
0: are. Yeah, the Big Ten has really just got egg all over their face. How is it that, you you know, listen to the doctors, listen to the science, listen to the medical professionals. How is it that the Big Ten's medical professionals – are so completely different than the ACC, the SEC, the Big Twelve. How is it? Don't they always say science is science, Rowdy? Isn't is science science? I've
2: I went to obviously. We both graduated from high school. I graduated from college. I've sat in a lot of science classes. I don't think I've heard the word science used as much as I have since this last spring.
0: Isn't it pounded in our heads day in and day out that you listen to the medical professionals and that science is science, that you can't refute the numbers?
2: And you've never heard that more since spring.
0: Then how is it, if science is science and you can't refute the numbers, how is it that gigantic multi-million dollar universities... In the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, who rely on these medical professionals who listen to the science, are so completely different than the Big 10 and the Pac-12. How is the science different? When you look in the state of Iowa, the Iowa State Cyclones are playing, 25,000 fans in the stands, the Iowa Hawkeyes are done and cutting sports as we speak. How is it then you look at the state of Ohio, Ohio State, done. But Cincinnati, the Bearcats are playing. I thought science was science. Well, that's the thing. I Evo, thought the numbers were the numbers. The
2: science is the same. It's just the politics that are different.
0: How is it? There it is. And there it is. And that's your
2: easy answer.
0: And if you don't believe that, you have your head in the sand. How is the science, the science, the numbers, the numbers when you have people in charge of multi-millions dollar universities, economies, kids coming in? Same states.
2: Ebo, we looked at this. This was, what, probably when this first reel started to break. Mm -hmm. You can take out... The United States map from 2016 on how states voted, either blue or red, and it's nearly identical, except for what was the Midwest? A lot of battle states? Yeah. What's the one real conference that's being held hostage? The Big Ten? Yeah. That's the battle states.
0: It's um – um. I mean, put all, it's pretty. It's pretty cut and dry. Put all of uh, political affiliations aside and just go put put it on. Put the you two can, maps together. You can and put the two
2: maps together, and it's nearly identical. It
0: almost. It's it's pretty shocking, and that's not saying one way or the other of a political side. If you just go look at it and do it, it's just, it's pretty pretty shocking. Red states are playing. Blue states are not.
2: But how battle big- states, Big Ten is not. Other battle states, uh, conferences are
0: like you were we've been told for months and months and months the science is the science look at the numbers uh, you mean to tell me that the doctors in the SEC the ACC and the big 12 are s- snake oil salesmen do you think universities would be trusting and putting their faith into doctors and scientists that don't know what they're doing do you honestly think that they would do that
2: Ebo, they're all doctors. They went to school for seven-plus years.
0: You, do you think universities that have millions of dollars on the line would be putting their faith into people that don't know what they're doing?
2: No, because they would all have huge lawsuits coming.